0: Get the What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Tom Marks is here. Hello. And clearly Canadian, CJ Gibson. What's happening? Who's just a treasure trove of interesting facts about Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they just keep rolling out. Uh, Justin, you you weren't here last week, right? Oh, we learned so much. We did. Uh, And then, Tom, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah. Are you aware that in Canada, milk comes in bags? Uh, Only because that discussion spread Mm -hmm. through
1: the office like wildfire last week.
0: Still going on, actually, right now. And then, last week, we learned that uh, in order to win a contest in Canada, Mm -hmm. you can't win unless you solve
2: uh, a math problem. Absolutely. Skill-based testing question. Yeah. Yeah. And, order of operations- Extremely important, so,
0: yeah. So <laughs> Very important. when they won, when they won twenty questions last week, we gave CJ a math problem, <laughs> and we thought he had uh, solved it, but then. Uh People brought up this
2: order of operations, which I actually have well, no memory of.
3: PEMDAS, right? Well, yeah, M-dally. exactly.
1: Yeah. M-dash.
2: Yeah. And and, and whatever. yeah. <laughs> and basically, what it boils down to is, yeah, there's a bunch of rules, and typically in a lot of skill-based testing questions, you find parentheses and brackets yeah. around the things you're you supposed you to do in first. The parentheses yeah. first, and you do multiplication first. Yeah, yeah exactly. About but extent. when Sam was <sighs> telling it to me, I was just doing it on the fly, and everybody's like, "Hey, hey!" It was like. Internet, you are right. You are very right. I have no memory of learning about
0: order oh, yeah. of operations. Yeah. Uh, and then today, just today, CJ was describing something to me from Canada that sounded an awful lot like a Capri Sun. And then he said, what's a Capri Sun? No idea.
2: <laughs> mini sip. That's the bag. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's a small pouch bag that looks similar to the milk and you poke a straw in it. Yeah. And yeah. Then you have a sip. You're describing a Capri Sun. That's a mini sip. <laughs> This is a mini sip. All the Canadians out there, you know what I'm talking about. Mini sip. Milk. I comes really in hope bags. it's just you. I mean, I, I know that it's not because there's people in comment sections going, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but it, Capri Sun, I need to now search what that is.
3: The thing about Canada is if it were more different from the United States, it'd be like yeah. okay, fine, like there's different cultures around the world that yeah. eat different things and do different things. But it's like this weird, like slightly twisted yeah. version of the very United similar,
2: States. Yeah. But, a little different. But then everybody they justify not milk bags are everywhere Canada. I think they are mostly in Ontario and the far, far east in Nova Scotia, Newfoundland.
0: Yeah. Fact.
2: CJ tried to get some milk in a
0: bag delivered here this week.
2: Seemed like (laughs) a special episode. Couldn't make it happen. I tried. That would have been pretty
0: great. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Borderlands 3. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing recently. But first, I pose a question to you, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Are pre-owned video games over? Oh. Were they not already first some steps. Oh, you think they're already already? <laughs> Ooh, Tom Shade. First some steps. GameStop, uh, probably the the preeminent seller of pre-owned games yeah. at least mm-hmm. here in the U.S. Uh, they just posted a six hundred and seventy-three million dollar loss for their how is that ouch. possible <laughs> for their fiscal year? Ouch, twenty eighteen that just ended. And that's
3: so much money. <laughs> biggest yeah.
0: loss in the company's history by far. How
3: much money is that per minute?
0: Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, and that's, what's crazy is that they actually last year sold their division um – I think they call it Spring Mobile. They had a division of uh, like mobile phones and stuff, and they actually yeah. sold that part off for seven hundred million dollars. So wow. this loss is in spite of that. Uh, their loss would have been well over a billion dollars if they hadn't made that sale.
2: And, and they've attributed it to something here.
0: Uh, well, hardware hardware sales are down. Yeah. software sales are down, and pre-owned game sales are down. Naturally. That's the,
2: that's everything that they do.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Exactly. They also sell Funko Pops. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Is <laughs> I feel
1: like maybe a lot of that loss is also them. Buying different inventory because if I, if you've been in a GameStop mm-hmm. in the last year or two, they've filled it to the brim with just, just like tons of toys, Funko and Pop, shirts, t-shirts, and Funko hats. Pops, all yeah. But that they
3: don't stuff. have a cha- like you can't download a Funko Pop, <laughs> right? So exactly. they see the writing on the wall. Yeah, yeah. 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 They also own ThinkGeek, right?
2: Right, right. Own it, yeah, outright. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would think ThinkGeek does okay. Yeah. I mean, so it's weird. To me, this feels like a blockbuster in waiting. This is mm-hmm. kind of like- I think so, too. 100%. How do you actually operate a brick and mortar store? Or a store? Toys R Us. Or Toys R Us or anything like that. You except- know, with overhead.
3: Except GameStop.com. They sell a lot of video games over the internet. Right. And the the shift to physical goods in their stores, um, I, man, that's challenging. Yeah. But at least that gives them a fighting chance to like evolve into some kind of like hot topic-esque
1: that's the direction Spot. they're going, that's for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I wonder there their store should just be Gate Think Geeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my head that way. That could be that could work. Yeah. Did you know they used to be Funko Land? I actually don't think I realized mm. that Funko Land oh. turned into GameStop in like 2000. Oh, I thought really? they like got bought out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, Notice that
3: the GameStop logo is exactly like the Smashburger logo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or
0: or maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which came first. Throws me for a loop every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Font. Pre-owned game sales are down 13 percent at uh, GameStop. The reasons for this, I think, are many. Uh, fewer gamers are trading in their products, so therefore there are fewer secondhand games to sell. Yeah. Mm. You know. Uh, there's a decline in physical sales overall. People are buying digital more and more. Yep. And then there's, of course, everything is a game as a service now. Everything is designed to be a game that you don't trade in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, of the, of the top 10 best-selling games of 2018, only two were traditional single-player games that you would play through once and put away. They were Spider-Man and God of War. You remember
3: right. when uh, we went through that period, <clears throat> I, I don't know, maybe five, ten years ago, where games would come with codes mm-hmm. in the box that mm-hmm. would give you, like, Sometimes it was something small, like one extra multiplayer map. Yeah, yeah. it was just it was just there, and it was in the box
2: in or something. Yeah, Yeah,
3: and it was sort of like, what's the point of this? And the point was to uh, disincentivize used game sales. Yes, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. they couldn't. um, There was some pressure to like turn it off entirely, like the used games market. Let's just get rid of it. You know, outlaw it. And they said, okay, we can't do that. But instead we'll give people stuff with the new copy that then once it gets used up, the used copy is less valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: remember that. That was the idea of the season pass, too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's weird, too. I even think when it comes to trade-in value, though, that was always the issue, right? You buy these games at retail for, what, 60 70 bucks And then when you trade them back in, you get what for them? Like, what do you oh, actually yeah. get yeah. back? You get nothing. $0.11. Cents. Yeah, And, so, and so.
1: it was such a transparently like unfair system absolutely. because you would buy a game for $60, go to GameStop... Sell it for at best 10, twenty, yeah, right? 20 if mats. it's a new game that's really popular, twenty. And then you'd look at the shelf, and right next to you, it was being sold yeah. for fifty-five new. Well, and it was like, wait a minute. Yeah.
3: But like now, you buy a game for sixty on Steam or the Epic Game Store, and then you can never get any right, money. Right, like, Then, yeah. then you can't give it. You can't loan it to anybody. You can't sell it. Yeah. You can't do anything with it. Yeah. Steam has family sharing, but mm-hmm. still. And, I and, still
1: wish there was a way to lend digital games. Oh, Be for like, sure. take this out of my library, give it to somebody else temporarily, and they can give it to me back later. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that I, I mean, I feel like the early um version of what Xbox One was trying to do at launch had some of that stuff a little bit baked into it. Or they were attempting to do that. And people mm-hmm. kind of revolted like, Oh, only online mm-hmm. only, no, thank you. What if
3: what if but, you could just sell digital games? What if I have some sixty dollar game in my Xbox library? Xbox credit me credits me thirty bucks. And then they sell that game to somebody for, you know, then it's like you can buy a use digital copy for 50 <laughs> yeah. bucks.
2: Just think, like, from a currency standpoint, it makes sense in our brains. But it there, what's the incentive for Microsoft, PlayStation, Nintendo, or yeah. anybody to do this? When, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Nintendo's the one that I laugh at the most. How often we've joked about this, expensive being a Nintendo owner. Have you bought Mario and every platform again and again and again at some astronomical price? I mean, I love it, and I always do it, but I, I don't think that would ever come into play for that reason. Mm.
1: It's It's been really tragic for me, actually, to watch the slow death of GameStop. because really? Yeah, because... I, I remember I used to bike to my local GameStop pretty much every weekend and mm-hmm. that was how I found games was, you know, reading sites like IGN but also just browsing and looking at boxes and yeah. talking to the cust- or the yeah. people who work there because a lot of the time, you know, GameStop gets a lot of crap but like a lot of the times the people who at GameStop will have really good things, at least my GameStop will like know about games and be able to talk about them and as a kid growing up and like I, I didn't have that with a lot of people and it was super cool. Like I I invented my signature at GameStop because I didn't learn cursive and I didn't know how to sign my name to sell <laughs> games and the guy was like the GameStop employee was like just write your name without lifting your pen and I was like okay and that's how Whoa. I learned that's Family how it comes to
0: GameStop employees are teaching our kids how to write in cursive <laughs> yeah like
1: that's that's so I have a lot of I I, I don't know I, it's a it's a bummer to see this sort of like bleeding out because the, there's I really definitely I did a, like a it.
3: community hangout aspect of yeah. like, you know you know the internet is such now that you can find people that are into what you're into but like yeah. back. back. Back in the day that wasn't quite as easy and sometimes you didn't have anybody to talk about video games with or a place where you felt like, Yes, I'm amongst my people. Yeah. And like (laughs) a GameStop could kind of fulfill that role. Yeah. They
2: need to have a social lounge. So you guys pitch this idea to them. You need to have some kind of social area. And don't you don't make it hang hot topic. Make it like a yeah. like a, a boba place. <laughs> yeah, they
0: serve tea. Yeah. No, instead of coffee or tea, they just have Mountain Dew, gamer fuel, <laughs> exactly. on draft, some Doritos. Doritos.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I do think you know, uh, GameStop is an easy punching bag uh, on the internet. But I do think when it's gone, people will miss it. Absolutely, like yeah. they do Blockbuster and Toys R Us.
3: I, I bought, well, I mean, speaking of used games, everyone talks about how obviously that business. Is outdated. Obviously, GameStop deserves to kind of go away just from a business capitalism yeah. you know perspective. But when it is gone, like people's ability to turn their used games into cash is going to be really, really hindered. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, like that's kind of a scary part of it. Is like some of this is taking care of itself as more as more game sales become digital. But if you have a stack of games, like GameStop is still the best and easiest option to turn that into cash. So the loss of yeah. that is actually. Just from a consumer gamer standpoint yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. I think
0: people use eBay. And it's such a pain, man. I know, I know. It's, it's less convenient. And I think yeah. people are using Amazon more and more. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazon does make it easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a couple other reasons why uh, used game sales are down, or legacy game sales, as GameStop calls it, anything that's not a new release, mm. um, is because people have been trained to wait for Steam sales. Mm. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Games go on sale for super cheap. And also PlayStation Plus. Yeah. People just know. If it's, it's like a, free.
2: if it's like a second tier game for them, they'll be, I'll wait. It'll be on PS Plus in yeah. a year. I'll, I'll wait till then. Uh, PS Plus just had uh, the Modern Warfare remaster yeah. on as free. And that was a game that I actually wanted to have and play through, but you needed to buy, I think it was Infinite Warfare and it mm. was bundled in. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm just getting this now, but I would have never bought that probably retail for that reason, right? So Yeah.
1: I went into a GameStop and bought a physical game just last month, actually. And it was mm. the first time I'd done that what in game? a year. Persona 5. There you mm. go. Because mm. the physical new copy of Persona 5 at GameStop was $20. And for some reason, I believe the digital copy on PSN is 50
2: Yeah. So mm.
1: don't know why it's that less. is.
2: Yeah. Why was it so cheap? That happens to Switch games a lot. Yeah. Dustin mm. I had this conversation. We are mostly digital-only people because mm. of children and kids. No physical media. Dops. Well, Yeah, that's right. Breaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we call ourselves Dops. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. For me, I sort of like, I stumbled into it, like... Uh, you know, I'm I'm a big PC gamer and then I became a big Switch gamer and I'm digital only on the Switch because it's a portable console mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have to shuffle a bunch of carts around. So it's like I'm getting squeezed on both ends where like the high-end PC gaming is now digital only and the more like casual... Switch gaming is now digital only, and then that's just made me decide to tear the Band-Aid off entirely, and yeah. now I'm digital only on the PS4 and Xbox as well.
2: And I think the only question that, you know, for the most part, I would say there's a lot of pros. I think the bigger question is what happens when these systems evolve into the next iteration? Typically, obviously, if you have a cartridge, it's oh, not coming with you. Anyway,
3: it's going to be horrible. You're, we're going to have thousands of
2: dollars worth of stuff stuck on Tidy old into consoles that this... you can't get out, and yeah. the console breaks. Yeah. And... and then what happens? And there's a digital license, and obviously, you want that stuff to carry forward, but it does put a lot of power into Microsoft. Microsoft, Apple, Sony, Nintendo's oh,
3: that's what you know, they want, field, right?
2: which is exactly what they want. The ecosystem. Apple is notorious for uh, doing that very, very well. Yeah. And then who
0: knows what happens uh, if game streaming actually becomes more and more yeah. popular, like Google Stadia. Terrifying, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pre-owned market there yeah i'm
1: stuff. not i'm not generally opposed to game streaming as a concept of like growing as long as it works as long as it's fun and seamless and i have doubts about that but i'm not opposed to it if it works that way but man the game preservation side of the game streaming terrifies me yeah see
3: sam's brought, up the, they brought that up before too but i don't see the two as being at at odds like why can't game preservation like if anything game streaming like i'll give you an example: Cuphead uh, speedrunners. Run an unpatched version of the game because it lets you do some stuff with weapon swapping to play the game in a different way and so that's just that's what that scene does is play an older unpatched version whereas if you were to download and play that game you're not getting that version but a game streaming service could in some ways facilitate that more and better like which version of this game do you want to launch like do you want to launch the black and white version of uh, Link's Awakening or the, you know, the color version of Link's Awakening the,
1: like, the counter argument to that though is that unless a developer allows that it's mm-hmm. harder because nobody has you're not even allowed to download Cuphead so you can't preserve the version you like unless the developer explicitly lets you
2: yeah, the interface is the issue potentially yeah but, but I agree there is potential <clears throat> for that
3: I just there's nothing inherent to the technology that makes game preservation any worse,
1: like any different.
3: I, except I guess that nothing, except that the controls outside of, you know, you don't have a local file that right. then you have control over.
1: That's why people are terrified a bit of like Microsoft when it was trying to do the UWP stuff where you didn't couldn't have access to any of your files, you couldn't mod anything on PC, and mm-hmm. people were really upset. What does
0: UWP stand for?
1: Uh, Universal Windows Platform, wow. I believe. <laughs>
3: I wonder what, like the very first time I can ever think about this happening is like Star Wars, right? With the special editions, where p- everyone was like, please stop, <laughs> stop it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That is, it is a bummer, an no. eternal bummer to me that we can't watch the original theatrical releases of Star Wars. Yep.
3: Who
2: cares? I do. I just said uh, I do. <laughs> Dave, well, me too. I mean, I know it just does seem kind
3: of, odd. I, I, part of it's because I'm not like a Star Wars mega fan, but it's like they, like if you were to have someone describe to you the difference between those editions, it would sound like some massive change. And like if you watch that movie, like if my kids watch that movie for the first time. That movie is 98% identical to what it was originally.
2: But those changes are pretty massive in that it's just not. It's a really bad job. (laughs) Exactly. And it just, yeah, it it was indicative of that time period. Like there's something about that part. And a lot of this is nostalgia based. Like even talking about game, you know, going away, Blockbuster going away. Like I love Netflix. That was the demise (laughs) of Blockbuster. Would I want Netflix to go away in place of Blockbuster? Absolutely not. I'm glad Netflix won. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, it's hurtful to, to say that, in a way. But
0: you guys were mentioning selling your uh, digital games. We have a, a question about that, specifically from Mike in Manchester, UK. He says, Hi, Omega Cops. How are you all?
2: Hello. Good. Good. Tom's
0: good. Uh, <laughs> tired but strong. Justin is tired but strong. And CJ... Fantastic. See, that's that Canadian optimism. Right there. <laughs> good to go. He says, I was wondering, with us moving a pace towards an all-digital future, if you ever think we will have an actual option to trade in digital purchases... I buy a lot of digital games, but for games I know I'm going to play only once and then never again, I tend to still stick to physical copies so I can get money back after completion to put towards the next game. I know Xbox did a survey inquiring about this last year, but the amount offered back was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I personally would like to see something like this. Within two days of purchase, 75% of paid amount back. Within a week, 50%. Within a month, 25%. After a month, 10%. This would give purchasers essentially a two-day grace period to see if they like a game without committing all their harder money, and allow avid digital users to still reap some money back for completed games, depending on speed of completion. would love to hear your thoughts.
3: I, I think that's a super cool idea. I think Tom hit the nail on the head. There's absolutely no motivation or reason for businesses to explore this or introduce this, as much as it does make sense from like the player's perspective.
0: You're right. Not for the current platform holders, but a new challenger could enter with that being their whole business model, yeah. which is what Robot Cache is. You guys heard about this? No. 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 This is a new storefront from Brian Fargo, creator of In Exile. Uh, he just put what out did? a game last year, a dungeon crawler game, uh, like Bard's Tale. I think he did the, the most recent Bard's Tale. They're in the yeah. Wasteland games too, right? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, the whole idea of uh, Robot Cache is a storefront, a digital storefront where you can trade in your games mm-hmm. after you're done with them. And I feel like that would be the only way to sort of make this work is to, that's your thing and that's your competitor to Steam and Steam PlayStation
3: Store. refunds stores. for what is it, under two hours of play? Yeah, under
1: two hours.
0: Like, like kind EA of, has I, I think
3: similar. they have some sort of system to like, if you're doing this constantly like you'd trip some sort of like alarm and they'd turn it off but it's kind of like a no questions asked like under two hours played you know, you can get a full refund but like some games like Gone Home is two hours long so it's mm-hmm. like it, 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 it has potential to be a little dicey for games that are just designed to be smaller bite-sized experiences.
2: Yeah. And I think a lot of those policies, you're right. It, you would seem like you were abusing it to do it more than once or on a regular basis, which if that becomes potentially something that people are looking into as like a, that is the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Then that's different. And I think that's where you do have these things that become innovations that feel like, yeah, they're very disruptive forces, but I mean, that will happen at some point in time. Does that mean that it's not Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, whoever? Like, it it could be very much that.
1: And that payback model that that you described uh, is, like, it's a really appealing one for a gamer, but essentially the message it sends to every single game developer ever is... If you make a game that can be beaten within a week, your profits cut in half, yeah. right? Like yeah, that's yeah. that's the idea. Unfortunately, that would be the the side effect is it, of it is that you'd only get games that are padded out, probably yeah. with content you don't want, that take a really yeah. long time just to like avoid these re- uh, refund things. That yeah. was the
3: rumor about Stadia as well, um, which is since it's a subscription service and you can play any hundreds of games. How does Google decide? The payment for yeah. the companies, and it was going to be based off hours played, Oof. which okay. makes sense on the face of it, well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a thousand games on the service. Who? How do you decide how much money you know each company makes? But then, man, that introduces a whole. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just a rumor, so right, we'll have to crazy. see. Yeah, but like, what if you made a short game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a way to make this potentially work economically. I'm trying to do the math. Like uh, Google, uh, excuse me. Remember to do the order of operations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well,
3: so Steam takes thirty percent. Right. So uh, for a, six, <laughs> a sixty-dollar game, the the game company makes forty bucks, and Steam makes twenty bucks. So I'm trying to do the math on like uh, you could get thirty dollars back for your game, and then they could resell that game key, and Steam could still make ten bucks, and the publisher could make the exact same amount that they made before. So. Obviously, if $30 is going back in the hands of the gamer, someone is eating some of that cost. But like the platform holder could do it and the game maker could still make the exact same amount of money from the used sale that they make now. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a used game sale at GameStop, they make $0 back. Mm-hmm. GameStop
2: keeps all of that. There is something to be said though about something physically intangible, which that is the variable that I don't know how to quantify. Like we're talking digital economics here and it's this thing that is just there that somebody, yeah, charges an arbitrary amount of something for the space and you have nothing physical in your possession. Mm -hmm. That is something that I don't know. I mean, that I think will still linger. And then you think about businesses like Walmart and this and that, and their, their retail space as well is very largely dependent on those things. Like, I don't know how this all goes away and yeah there's
3: definitely weird stuff to think about like when the apple app store launched no one kind of thought it was going to be a success it's just like oh you can download apps on your phone and now entire airports are being built with
2: infrastructure in place support for ride sharing apps yeah (laughs) like (laughs) uber yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's what i mean it takes like a tremendous change and yeah it could be a way still but well robot
0: cache for its part is supposed to launch into early access soon That's from some Shining Force game. Wow, well, I don't know. Which there you one.
2: go. You guys, want to know? <laughs> Sam,
0: where are you? <laughs> he would know. No. You don't think? I guess those aren't his cup of tea. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> sure. I didn't hit record on the camera. Don't even. <laughs> uh, no, we're going fine on audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we were we were trying we were planning to film this episode, and then I just didn't remember to hit record. You can, pe- you can pick it back up right now. Just, just uh, they'll jump up there. See, it. they'll just miss the uh, opening uh, the opening topic. Next That's week right. we'll do it next week. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Borderlands three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Officially announced coming September thirteenth yeah. this year. Not too far away. Pretty soon. Uh yeah. And it is now the latest twenty nineteen release date that we know of. September thirteenth. How do you feel about Borderlands three? Good. You're feeling good.
1: Yeah.
2: Tom, CJ, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I just I thought that was the end. I was just like, yeah, fine with it. We're cool. so, so
2: weird. I, I'm a Destiny guy. I missed Borderlands, hmm. uh, but hmm. a lot of people who tell me about Borderlands too. And from the I I'm I dabbled in it for like a few hours to say I played it, but not experienced it the way it should be played. A lot of people are super excited about it, and obviously have fond, fond memories of Borderlands too. So I definitely want to give it a shot it's
3: ahead of its time, man. Yeah, like deep, it really was. deep RPG, you know, integration into a genre that's not typically it known was, for it, you know, custom classes that, you know, can I- interact and, uh, have interesting sort of combos with each other. Um, yeah.
0: When the first Borderlands was released in whatever, 2008, maybe 2009, uh, it was such a crazy novelty that when you shot people, numbers flew out of them. Exactly. And now that's so commonplace. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited for 3. Hmm. I, I'm i very uh, – the trailer didn't blow me away. Like what they showed at the gameplay didn't blow me away exactly. just because it looked like, hey, more Borderlands. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I think that's what a lot of people want is yep. just more Borderlands uh, and – not the pre sequel, right? Like they want yeah. something a little bit the pre sequel wasn't terrible, but it was very yeah. much just derivative of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's cool that you're gonna be able to go to other planets, mm-hmm. they've said, mm-hmm. you know, and they're gonna have all these it sounds like they're making some changes to the way co op loot works, which is cool. I think the it doesn't it sound it doesn't sound very different. It doesn't sound yeah. super different, mm-hmm. but also I'm I really liked Borderlands one and two and I'm really, yeah. really excited just for a modern more modernized version of that.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. I hope it turns out great. I loved Borderlands 2. Yeah. I just, I think one piece of the puzzle people forget is that most of the key people that worked on Borderlands 2 are no longer at Gearbox. Right. Yeah. In terms of the uh, directors and the the writers, they're gone. So it's a new, it's basically a new team making this sequel. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It's just. Yeah. It's not like a yeah, it's the same guaranteed It's
3: like the philosophical thing we've talked about on the show before. Like if you replace every single part on a robot, you know, one by one, mm-hmm. is it still the same robot? Like is any of that special sauce or institutional knowledge still within Gearbox that lets them, you know, do a Borderlands three sequel than if it were truly like a brand new studio, new team, or since most of the constituent parts have been replaced over the years, like I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's coming out as early as it is, to be honest, yeah. too. I thought that this was going to be beginning of 2020, it, mm. yeah.
3: probably. Yeah. We've been hearing these rumors for a
0: while, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We know they've, that they've been working on it. And it, it's nice when they uh,
2: announce a game and it's six months away. Absolutely. Of right years yeah. away. Well again, we've we've made I've made this comparison to An- Anthem and I, I just hope that the game releases in a functional, stable form <laughs> where it's not now, okay, you have to wait cuz again, we talk about these service games, that's their challenge. People know that they're there in them for the long haul and yeah. they feel like they can fix them over time and that people are I think beginning to like wane with I think this games. one's doing
3: multiplayer in the right way though in the sense that it's like, you know, a little bit more traditional yes. just sort of right. multiplayer like the idea of shared world shooters is so cool, but it is it's still never really been executed yeah. like to its fullest potential. And like the the complexity that it introduces to me sort of outweighs what you gain in just like cool gameplay yeah. space possibilities. Oh, yeah. But
1: like- I, I think it's important to to also acknowledge that Borderlands has never been Destiny. Borderlands has never been a shared world shooter. That's what I mean. Like, not doing
3: that, I think, is an asset, not a Mm -hmm. liability.
1: Borderlands is, I think, fundamentally, and uh, bear with me here, a single-player game that is built around co-op, right? It is is a very story-driven experience. It has these very traditional mission structure where you're, you know, you can branch out, it's open world, you explore, but really you're going through a critical path as you do it, and that has always been, and I don't mean to offend you, CJ, no, has always been the, not the point of games like Destiny.
2: Right? De- are you talking <laughs> negative of Destiny? Like... I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Borderlands is,
1: it inspired those games, but has always done something different, and I'm really excited to now see it come back to that, because I've always enjoyed that Borderlands structure more than I did any sort of shared world shooter like Division or Destiny or Anthem.
3: Yeah. I'm not a business boy, mm. <laughs> um,
1: so let's get that out of the way first.
2: Hashtag yeah. not a business
3: boy. How long That's ago did Borderlands? What year did Borderlands two come out? Like a, uh, w- a five, while, five,
2: six years. Six, I to
3: say
0: eleven or twelve. Two yeah. thousand like, twelve, what? maybe. 12. Like oh, man,
3: overwhelmingly, the most successful game Gearbox has ever yeah. made. Yeah, an absolute mega hit across every platform. Yeah, did you play Battleborn? <laughs> <But> <laughs> all right, like, oh. why? Like again, not a business boy. <laughs> but like what? Like what? Why was Borderlands Three not in production immediately? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a
0: good question. They've done a lot of other stuff, like you said, the pre-sequel. But that it was
3: not
1: Gearbox. Like that was mm. the
3: like well, sort of Origins in. version yeah. of it. Mm, you yeah. know, yeah. You know, so that was Two K sort of. Uh,
1: and they have said that it's been in development for like five or six years. Yeah. So maybe,
3: maybe I don't know if that's true though. Like,
1: also, to to be fair, Borderlands Two. Borderlands One was well received because it was so novel, but it wasn't yeah. like it didn't it wasn't blow the, the phenomenon
0: off. that two was.
1: Yeah, and then two with its DLC and mm-hmm. then the shift code stuff they they did. Gearbox supported that game for a really long time, yeah. and I think probably the community and the tail on Borderlands Two. We did get a was second, far longer than they expected. We got a
3: second season of DLC, yeah, which mm-hmm. was sort of unplanned, like the first season they planned for, and it, it went so well that they sort of made up a new season on the fly. So that did happen.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they. Genuinely didn't
2: expect it, Mm. right? Yeah, September 18th, 2012. That's a long time ago. Seven
3: years. Is it coming out September 18th? Is that what you said?
0: September 13th. Okay,
3: so exactly seven years later. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's fine. It was better now than
2: never, but it's kind of too long. I don't know People People seem really excited about it Yeah yeah. You do have that Like the further you are Away from it The more excitement builds In a way I mean especially If you that's haven't true. overstayed You're welcome I mean I, I don't know Of a single person Who is not excited It's weird So Brian Malkowitz Big Borderlands fan mm-hmm. um, He basically was saying The same thing you said The trailer Didn't really do a whole lot From him But it's more Borderlands And you know yeah. He's excited After for
1: seven that. years That's what you want right? Well, yeah. You just want to know it exists yeah. I
3: think you get a little bit Of a pat Like if this were a sequel Coming out three years later And it was more the same I feel like it'd be people would be more upset about that than yeah, 7 totally. years later
1: they're like well okay yeah. absolutely no. i think that's the case but again we haven't seen much of the actual gameplay so it's hard to be like well maybe it's just more of the same when it's like maybe they added guns with legs right like yeah. what else did they change
2: <laughs> guns with legs true <laughs> that is true
0: pc players are pissed about the epic game store exclusivity window yeah, yeah this 6 is, months this is, 6 months yeah
1: this is the first yeah. one that has really this is the first epic exclusive that has really Bummed me mm-hmm. out.
0: And that you? Yeah. Metro Exodus didn't affect well, you?
1: All those games, I-, I prefer to play things on Steam because Steam is a more fully featured store. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're playing the game. And when you're in the game in the moment, it's not going to really matter to you. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why the Epic stuff has always rolled off my back a little bit. This one bums me out because Steam does online multiplayer and connecting with friends and social stuff so, so, so well and mm-hmm. so much better than the Epic store that I'm nervous it's going to be. Difficult to play with friends mm-hmm. on this, mm-hmm. and who knows? They've got a lot of plans in the next six months, though. But yeah, yeah, people are mad—that's for sure. Yeah, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: blame them. Um, all right, I have to read our sponsor message, so everybody be cool. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's a longer one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it down a little bit. That's Adventure Island. Adventure Island? Man, <laughs> so good. Adventure Island one or two. Love it. Let's share what we've been playing recently. Who would like to who would like to share first?
1: Me? Okay. I got um, go. yeah. uh Here's a weird one. I've been playing Shovel Knight for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, Uh Yeah. You've
0: been playing a lot of games for the first time. I
1: have. (laughs) I played just this week. I've played Shovel Knight for the first time. I played Rage 1 for the first time. I played... I know. I've been going back to some stuff, better of course. Uh, and then I also beat Bioshock for the first time this weekend. Nice. And that was really fun because I did not have it spo- I just wrote about this on the site, but I didn't have Bioshock spoiled for me. I had yeah, no that's... idea what the, what the twist was, and I got to go through it fresh, and it was really, really cool. Well, nice, which man. website? Uh, IGN.com. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. spelled I-G-N. Mm,
2: nice. Well, what's that stand for? Internet no, gaming. is No, it doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> in-game name. That's what I always
1: thought IGN stood for. Actually, was in-game. Actually, name. yeah, it's wow. a really common... not not
0: like recently. Yeah. but when I was younger. Like, yeah,
3: IGN is an acronym for in like the League of Legends community and other communities. Like, what's your IGN? Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so, Shovel Knight. First, first of all, yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm liking it a lot. The end of the game is driving me bonkers. Just mm. <laughs> in its
0: difficulty or
1: knowing its use of insta death spikes. Mm. I almost across the board think that insta spikes in any platformer where you have health is a bad idea Mm. it just frustrates me, it does Mm. not make the game any harder, it just makes me angrier at it. What Uh, if it were a pit? Would that, well, that it, that's the same. I've been it? dealing with those
0: two. Okay. I just don't know if it'd be uh, easier for you to do the same effect. The idea of falling they have the same into effect.
1: a pit. The idea of anything that can undermine the health that you've been building up across the game and all the ta- like the mm-hmm. tactics you've learned, and you'll just like, oh, you're dead, and you have to go back to the last checkpoint. I hate that. I mm. can.
2: It drives me bonkers. <laughs> What's the matter, because I, Tom, I don't want to make an assessment on your age, but I'm already now mentally going, okay, he's never played Mega Man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I,
0: I know, I, I
2: know about that's the Mega fair. Man stuff, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm now guessing yeah. uh, the age <laughs> <laughs> that you're in but that's fine it's uh, that's that's fair it is definitely something now that games are when you go back and play them i agree with you stuff like that is frustrating and but. and
1: to be fair for my age i'm not a mega man guy i'm a mega man x guy if that um, gives that dials go. it in yeah, for you yeah,
3: as a gamer true. that was born in the 80s i always thought <laughs> that uh, spikes <laughs> would be a bigger problem in my life than be. there's just spikes fucking everywhere in <laughs> <at> the <laughs> I've never seen spikes in real life
1: ever, <laughs> or
3: pits. Or
2: pits.
1: <laughs>
3: I, uh, I Every once in a
2: while, there's uh, a pit walking down the street in San yes. Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to watch yeah. storefront. Yeah. Metal great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: But that's just my frustration. I am <laughs> loving shovel knight. It's weird because yeah. anybody who knows really me knows game. I'm a huge platformer fan, yeah. and this was a weird gap in my
2: in my. Playing yeah. knowledge and no. I'm just, I'm having a blast with it. I'm so glad I picked it back up. So what or would you have, what would you have gravitated towards? And I guess you said you played Mega Man X before. Was that like the beginning of your platformer style games? Oh, like what would you have attributed? Because for me, it's like I, so. Again, dating me. Like, huge fan of Commodore 64 on television, played so many of those games, and the basis of those games were, again, like your Ninja Gaiden, repeating enemies, you walked out of the frame, oh, the guy's back, (laughs) oh, that same guy that you just killed 50 million times (laughs) threw you in a pit. (laughs) <laughs> or on the spikes. Right. So is that uh, in your DNA?
1: <laughs> a bit, but the games I grew up, the platformers I grew up on that made me really fall in love with the genre, like Super Mario World, yeah. Mega Man X was a huge one for me. Yeah. And then uh, the Kirby Kirby Superstar games. Yep. All the Kirby games <laughs> were some of my favorite, favorite games when I was a kid and still are. But yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of where the, my platformer DNA comes in.
2: Gotcha. Less frustrating in those years. Still frustrating. Yeah, And did you enjoy the twist in Bioshock?
1: Uh, I think that is one of the best moments in a video game I've ever played. It's on our list
3: of the best video game moments. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it
1: is just, it was incredible. And I had only ever, and I'll I'll try to avoid spoilers, but like I'd only ever heard the three words right, that Mm. sort of denote that twist and that was all I, I love you yes that one uh, and I'd, I'd only ever heard that and it was so cool to avoid it I literally walked up to Lucy O'Brien our, our features editor uh last week and was like Lucy I have an idea for a story but I don't want anyone to know because then it'll get around that we're talking about this and then it's going to get spoiled and so I was like way went underground for a week to beat the game <laughs> it was fun though it's, it's a good, awesome. it's a good game up to that point and then it yeah then it, I agree. I don't know I it goes <laughs> off the rails. Um,
3: Bioshock's one of my favorite games, but it is wild how like uh, like if people say like oh the end of the game's not that good. I'm like, man, it's like the final like 35 to 40% of that game. <laughs> like it's more than
1: like just the final act. Like I I enjoyed the last couple hours. I know a lot of people don't. Oof. I enjoyed them. I thought they were weaker, but I enjoyed them. The end is really what is like what is going on, the right? But
3: even all the stuff in the apartments is like not that great and, uh. It's
1: it's definitely weaker. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then Rage is Rage.
1: I, I'm not going to play much more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to familiarize myself before Rage 2 comes out. Yeah. yeah. Are
0: you doing the review on that one?
1: No, I'm not, mm-hmm. but it's just a, a game I'm interested in going into more because I played it at QuakeCon con a while back and i actually liked it
0: so yeah i like i think rage looks really cool yeah justin what you got oh you know i got something weird for yeah. you yeah yeah lay it on <laughs> this
3: um i this is a game i was really into a couple of years ago and picked back up i'm playing a mobile game called gumballs and dungeons
1: yeah excuse me yeah it
3: remains game. one of the best it's like one of the absolute best games on ios and android you know D right now <laughs> um you played dungeon
0: lot right dungeon lot yeah
3: yeah, it's a take on Dungeon. Lot. Okay. So you're descending down a dungeon, and then you're seeing tiles from a top-down perspective, and you flip those tiles over one by one, and they might mm. have loot in them or an enemy, you know, in them or something like that. But what's, it, what's it called again? Gumballs and Dungeons. Naturally. Um, but the thing about this one is, it's got all kinds of stuff happening outside of that dungeon gameplay too. Like, you know, you're building up an airship and exploring the skies and going to outer space and building like a little a little town and like where
1: do the gumballs come
3: in? They're they, they're called gumballs, but they're basically slimes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then you're collecting just hundreds and hundreds of slimes, yeah, all of which you can take into the dungeon, and they all have different abilities and, like, different, so you take three of them with you as a to- at a time, and then uh, since you have a collection, I, have, I think I have, like, 140 of them now, and they all have different special abilities and stuff, so you get to kind of choose your character build, like, who, how, what combination of slimes can get you deepest in the dungeon. Huh, Man, Dungeons and Dungeons is it free to play? It's free to oh, play, yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't have a bunch <laughs> of garbage CJ just in it. downloaded it. There we go. It's free to play, and there's like if you were to make one like nine dollar purchase, that would carry you through probably like a year.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. How and
3: how
2: often do you purchase things for it?
3: Uh, like I bought, I made that nine dollar purchase, and I'm set for I think it, it's got a little countdown. I think I'm set for like 320 days. <laughs> nice. I get free, I get free premium currency every day now for months and months. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Well, I said free, like I paid
2: for it, but yeah. Get, I get what you're fine. saying. I
1: really wished you had been like, it'll set you for like a year with the $9. CJ's like, how much you pay? And you're like, oh, like $9 yeah. a day. Just every, <laughs> yeah. every day. Well, I, pump
2: well, I was wondering if there was an option to pay more, which again, my wife plays a lot of phone mobile games. Mm. And, no, like, and it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> the but. problem with mobile <laughs> games, oh, yeah. and I, I play all the mobile <laughs> games, is that they've figured out,
3: like I've complained for years. I'm like, I would spend $10 on this game, but there's nothing worth buying for $10. Right. And the companies have figured out they don't give a shit about the People that are willing to give them ten dollars, they want to get ten thousand dollars from a very small group of players, yes. right? Yeah. And this game is one of the few that's actually like it's very reasonable. With like, I'll, if you give me this amount of money, I'm going to feel like I get my money's back worth, and I don't feel like I'm not feeling nickel and
1: dimed. That's cool. The the more we hear about the the former, the ten thousand dollars from single people, the more I appreciate Nintendo's tact on the their tactic on the entire thing. Oh yeah. Where they actually asked. The people who make Dragalia Lost to make it mm-hmm. less grindy, right? Mm-hmm. To make it cost less money. Dial it back. And that game's still grindy as
0: hell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Cj, you're going to be playing uh, Gumballs and Dungeons. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> you
3: downloaded it in just, real just time. After watch
2: this. But uh, what what have you been playing? So, um, what is the proper pronunciation? Can we actually figure this out? Sekiro, Sekiro. I've heard it said about. 20 I mean, different I'm, I'm
0: not weighing into this fight. Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> what is the official name of I mean, the game?
0: The, I I think the Japanese pronunciation would be Sekiro.
2: Okay. So I would go with something like that. That would sound weird, I think, if I approached someone who was like, oh, Sekiro. Well. I th- <laughs> but what? what is... Sekiro, th- I mean, that's Yeah. Fine. Okay. We, so, we get, we get we you. Understand. We know what you're saying. Yeah, you are yeah, playing that. I'm you're playing that Shadows, die, shadows twice. Twi- die Twice. Shadows <laughs> died Twice. I have <laughs> died way more than twice. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where the longer i played it and realized i was just destroying everybody with dragon rot i figured out that that's bad yeah. <laughs> and then the but the bosses you have to replay them over and over and over and i was like okay well if i reheal myself so It's a really good game. Mm -hmm. Love the gameplay. Love the mechanics. The more I invest into it, the more I understand what's actually happening in the environment and the world. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So, why do you think I don't? I don't play these
3: games. Yeah. Um, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I have to feel like I need to clarify. Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just like everyone's like now. Bloodborne. That's going to be the one. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like Dark Souls? Fine. I play Bloodborne. I'm like, no, I was fooled again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me. I mean, I feel like I'm seeing way more chatter and. Discussion around difficulty—is yes. it too hard? And you know, yada yada around this one than I ever heard around bl- Bloodborne and Dark Souls—that this is way harder, right? No, I'm, I don't know. I just—I feel like it's a lot more of a
2: discussion this time yeah. around. Yeah. Like, uh, well, so I mean, the weird thing is, I didn't actually play Dark Souls, and the reason why I was saying last week that I didn't is because just the feeling of those games never felt super tactile to me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a very big gameplay guy, yeah. and again, no insult to Dark Souls—I understand the appeal of those games, and, and, yeah. and that game was very well done. Stupid games, so. yeah, but. <laughs> (laughs) not so tactful but uh, with this game the mobility the movement the Mm. fluidity the interaction with the environment doing all those things the mechanics the boss battles the variation of your actual abilities and your progression and all the rest of that stuff it's it is difficult if you came from my generation where you're used to uh (laughs) getting destroyed by pits and spikes and this and that and everything there is that in the 3d space where it is about Challenging and discovery, and if you get locked at a position while you go exploring and you find another avenue or different opportunity or different cave, and and, and there's just something to do that it's very like it's very well done, and, and it's been a long time where I felt like that. Well, God of War, absolutely, mm-hmm. but uh, and I'm not comparing that to this because I still think God of War is a better game. It's pretty good, like it's really really good, and and, and I don't really gravitate towards a lot of these games either, but mm-hmm. there's something about and the story as well too, the progression, the feeling of the game, the story, yeah, it's just it's just really well done. I've been playing... Last thing. Can I show you this photo? Last thing. So that was one. And then this. I Uh. queued up... What is this? What California Games. Oh, okay. <laughs> that there is you the post screen, the high <laughs> score here of, of footbag. Okay. I accomplished <laughs> every single one of them on my first try.
3: Footbag, that's the hardest one. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> it's validation. Impossible. It is not impossible. I even did the axel foley, the Jester, the dota, the reverse dota. <laughs> did them all. I got the bonus. Everyone, then I got my kids to play it and I was like, "Yeah, you take a try at it." They got one out of the two and I was <laughs> like yeah get get wrecked <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be clinging on to this for years exactly. as they continue destroying I was like, you. hey yeah they've oh, got yeah. Fortnite you've they, got California they, games. Own, they own me in Fortnite I can't compete but okay. yeah I, I go down this little retro train often of playing old oh, yeah. school NES games and yeah we are playing California games on the weekend I was like look guys it's the Golden Gate Bridge it's in the back of the yeah. flip <laughs> bank level and they're yeah. like that's where we live dad I'm like I know man <laughs> <laughs> this is <this> the American dream
3: <laughs> as a Canadian young kid a frozen (laughs) and icy wastes of Canada.
2: (laughs) I made it! Anyways, yeah, it was fun.
0: Um, (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. I've been playing Dungeon Warfare 2, Mm, which is the sequel to Dungeon Warfare. Oh Yeah, you told me about that. Which is a pixelated tower defense game. It was released on Steam in 2015, a couple years later came to iOS, where I played it on iPad. And now the sequel's out, and it's awesome.
3: Oh wait, I, maybe I did play Dungeon Warfare. Is mm-hmm. that the one where you lay a lot of traps, yeah. and then they get destroyed in interesting, crazy ways?
0: Yeah, you, there's like
3: like they, they get smushed into yep. the wall. There can and be all a, that. there
0: can be like a press that'll push yeah. them off a ledge. Yeah, and I like I this, could.
3: I said I didn't remember that game. But yeah, I did
0: mm-hmm. there's a big hook that can shoot out from a wall yeah. and pull them over like into water or in, off off a ledge. And it was mm-hmm. more like fire. comedic and silly. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. fun. It's really there's like lots to unlock. Lots of different traps to unlock and skill points to upgrade everything. And just I love tower defense games, and this is a really, really well done one. So it's like nice. five bucks, no in app purchases, no free to play nonsense in there. Let's go. Dungeon Warfare 2, out now on iOS, already out on Steam. Um... <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, oh, listeners. What is it? Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like Greg in Castro Valley, California. Mm. Hello. <clears throat> he says, with the arrival of spring and the smell of sunshine and daisies and pollen-induced asthma attacks in the air, <laughs> I have a nature-related question for the Scoop crew. What are your biggest wildlife pet peeves in video games? I'm a Ph. student in ornithology. I've spent my entire adult life working outdoors with all manner of species, mostly birds. When I get home from the field and turn on my video game console of choice, I can't help but be wrenched out of the experience by the many examples of nonsensical ecology. <laughs> Birdsong being, uh, being entirely absent at sunrise, wolves and sharks always being aggressive, deer being active in the middle of the day. Do you ever feel yourselves put off by such unnatural <laughs> nature?
3: <laughs> Man.
2: Any I'll, answer I feel is yeah. going to be wrong.
3: I'll tell you what I'm put off by. I'm put off by those fucking wildcats and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you, like the Medusa or, or
3: any of that, or the boars, uh, like the wild boars, like which, which Jesus. Dude. Sorry, spoilers on the Medusa thing, but like <laughs> Cyclops is no problem. None yeah. of that stuff's any problem. It's those cats. Yeah. Did you land on that cat island that's in the south? No, wow,
0: that's dude, like no, <laughs> no, don't go there. It's Like because
3: like, that's what that game's all about. I'm like, Ooh, what's on this island? And I get off and was just instantly swarmed. Into mauled by a collection of large cats. Uh, are, are, are the cats, like, yeah, proportionately no. larger than your character, no, like, or are they accurate? It, it's like a lynx, like, you know, okay. like, a, like a real wild cat. Yeah. Uh, no, I hate fighting <laughs> animals in video
0: games. They, I think the aggression of all wildlife animals is really turned up, because, you, yes. you know, otherwise, it's, it's another activity for you to do in the game, right? Otherwise, they're just, yeah, what, what you'd never hawks? see them.
1: The hawks in Far Cry 4? Where yeah. you would just be walking along yeah. with no warning. Bad. It would just
2: yeah. deck you. So it's funny you say Far Cry. I did the IGN first and was previewing Far Cry. And that game is notorious for its wildlife. And I don't know how many times we did a wildlife montage of something that just <laughs> randomly appears out of nowhere and then you're destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. My. Oh, uh, no, go ahead. Please. No, I was going to say uh, Shadows Die Twice has <laughs> abnormally large oh. animals. Well, yeah. like The, the roosters in that game the are ridiculous. The are enormous. They're like the most dangerous thing in the game. And it's crazy. You walk by them at some point in time. I was just gonna mention yeah. the roosters. So have you played that game enough to confront them or you didn't play Yeah, it? I did. Yeah. I got my they kicked my ass. Yes. So you're walking <laughs> along and, and, and it's it's kinda one of these weird things where you don't really notice them, they almost blend into the environment and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> the <Yep>. thing <laughs> is flying at you, and it's unproportionately large. It's like it, it is a mutant. Yeah, it like, like stands eye to eye with you. <laughs> exactly, and you're like, what, what is happening? But then most of the other elements in the game are the same thing. Like the horse boss and this like flaming bull. They're all like fifty million times yeah. bigger than you. It's like your character is like one quarter of yeah. the actual size that it yeah, should it's be. Big animals, big animals. Get over it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know if they define that as wildlife. It's wild. Is that, is that na- yeah. natural? It's wild.
2: I'm, I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> in regards to the original question on ecology, there's definitely some games that seem to make more effort to make their place feel not realistic, because even in like fantasy games, but like it makes sense. It mm-hmm. all fits together in yeah. a way that like, oh, this eats that, and these trees are here, and like, okay. Whereas other games just like don't bother. You're just going through a video gamey space.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a weird pet peeve in terms of ecology and wildlife I have is. Anything with fishing, it drives me crazy that you can run through the water and make all this noise and splash around and then immediately start fishing and there's just fish right where you were and yeah. they're not scared by you at all. Cast and go. But also the thing that some, uh, jumps out to me is the invulnerability of trees in any mm. driving game. Yeah. Like GTA V, you can drive through light posts, you can drive through power lines, you can drive <laughs> through you know phone booths, anything, and the second you hit... A like sapling, it's your car explodes, right? It's it's made of adamantium. And
3: there's also like concrete bushes, so, like yeah,
1: yeah. Bushes
2: uh, are just like, don't, don't for
1: remember. some reason, plants in yeah. nature are indestructible in driving yeah, games. Yeah, like children, uh, I'm just, I'm
2: yeah, just yeah. thinking of a Simpson sketch where Homer Simpson hits a chestnut tree. I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Samson. <laughs> Homer Simpson, yeah.
0: All right, Greg in Castro Valley says, Thank you for all that you do. I've been listening since 2010, and I hope to continue laughing with you for years to come. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Tiz in Tallahassee, Florida.
2: Let the questioning begin. Who's leading the way?
1: That yep. yep. definitely not me.
2: No? Alright. Well, I'm just in honor of Sam, I'm gonna ask the <laughs> optical disc based medium question right off the bat. Was this on an optical disc based medium? Um that wouldn't have been the
0: primary hmm. media this, but S- when this was released, they probably were still selling this on optical medium. Yeah. Is
3: this
1: a 16-bit game?
0: No. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to think about where that, I, 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 like, I can't parse where that sets it then. It's 90s. like the 90s. Okay. Somewhere. Hmm. Is this a Japanese made game?
2: No. Okay. Mm, yeah, that was, I was going to ask a Nintendo question. Uh, not that it couldn't still be. Um, <laughs> hmm. That's, is, yeah. I don't know. How, the, those two things conflict with both questions I want to ask. Um, well, I feel like we should just ask a console. It feels like it could be like an N64 or a- Hey man, you do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> Sam guides me very well. Yeah. Uh, I believe I, in I you. do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're on your own. Uh, would this be on a Nintendo platform? <laughs> I right, sorry. Oh, I don't want to ask. I know. I'm trying to keep it generic, so I don't. Need. I don't know. Would it? <laughs> uh, is it? Is, is it? Is it on the Nintendo 64? Hold on. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> I may as well just break it up. It's not 16-bit. We already know that, and it's probably going to be so, on optical media. If if yeah. we eliminate the N64, let's just do that. Okay. This is on an N64. So I said. At the time of this release, yes, this I was, know. was probably available in optical media, and yes. you still want to ask that question? Well, because I feel like if it's the 90s, it it's going to be then Wii or Wii U, probably. Okay. Was this on N64? No. Okay.
3: But you said an optical media wouldn't be like the primary optical right. way to play it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think it's that stupid to ask about no, N64. No, I... I, I I'm trying to just learn it because the you only other... First of all, I didn't say it's stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your tone of voice kind of did. <laughs> just, N- N64 is not... It's a cartridge medium. Yeah. I, I, I still don't... I don't yeah. no, I'm
3: fine. confused. You and I are not connecting right now.
0: <laughs> optical media would be on a disc. Yeah,
3: yeah, but you said a disc is not the way that Private. this game would have been primarily concerned. So why if is it... But for
0: an N64
2: game, there wouldn't be optical at all. Well, I'm so assuming so it was the, a
0: multi-platform game. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying that's, to That was to my assumption as well. Because, because then I was like, okay, we eliminate Nintendo. Then there's only well, you've 20. eliminated Nintendo 64,
3: and and the Sega Genesis and the SNES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we know it was not made in Japan. Mm-hmm. Is this a handheld game? Is this primarily considered a handheld game?
2: No, that's five. It's probably a PC game. Mm-hmm. Could be.
1: But would it be if that's the
2: then it's optical? Maybe I mean, yeah. we're thinking too early. I mean, it's not sixteen bit.
1: <laughs> so then cause, cause, you
2: eliminate Super Nintendo all that stuff.
1: We could be thinking way too early because maybe it's like a digital game
2: or a mobile
3: game,
1: right? Maybe it's that then also came out on discs.
3: Angry Birds Star Wars. It came out on PS4. Um.
2: I mean, you could. Yeah, you. Could. Although it's
3: not a handheld game, which eliminates mobile games.
2: Oh, right. Ah, uh, yeah. For the most part.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Man,
3: ask if it's a PC game.
1: But isn't that kind of broad?
2: Whatever. I don't know.
3: Then ask where. Alright, is, is it a PC game? <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Go.
1: Well, that's something. We yeah. got a yes. <laughs>
2: But it wasn't primarily released, in, like, in an optical fashion at first, which is... That must
1: mean it's, like, a digital
2: game. Yeah, which means not necessarily in the 90s.
1: Yeah.
3: Or it's old enough that it came on, you know, it's like Doom 2, you know. Like a, well, like is, a this
1: is going to show my age, too. Is Does floppy disk count as optical
3: disk? It's a good question because it's, it's it's, qualified. I don't. No one knows what's happening inside of that <laughs> floppy disk. So there's, <laughs> like... there's some sort of there's some sort of sliding open. And I don't know what's I inside thought, there. I is that optical? Was
1: magnetic tape?
0: Or I think it is. Like yeah, I think optical means a laser. Is yeah. Reading. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So far, yeah, but laser
3: is reading like three and a half inch floppies?
2: No. It's magnetic base. yeah. I think Damon's sigh tells us yeah. all we need to know. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. I, I like Damon's body language. That's the reason why I <laughs> like, you like what you see. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, we're at seven questions. Or, uh, all six right. questions. So, yeah. PC. We're doing great. Uh, I think we're okay, though, because the only thing I'm thinking now... Um, Was this
3: game originally released to be, like, downloaded and played over the internet? Like, did you download this game over the internet when it first came out?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: But But like I was saying, I bet... This was also st- available on a disc for people that wanted it.
3: Well, but the reason I asked that is because it not being primarily played on optical media either means it was too early for those yeah. or, or it was late, considered yeah. like a digital game. Yeah. And so now we know it's not like Doom 2 that released on six floppy disks. Right. Yeah.
1: It's got to be probably more modern. More contemporary.
3: Uh,
2: okay. Is this a first person shooter? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eliminating a bunch of those platformer. Yeah, I was Star Wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <just saying> <laughs> Hamburger.
2: <laughs> no, I'm trying right. to think, I'm trying to think of now like other other type of uh, games in right, that right, space right, right, that right, were really right. popular that somebody would potentially ask or yeah, Role-playing game, right? It's like Pillars yeah, of Eternity RPG. or something like that. Yeah. Or RTS. RTS is also really big in that uh, in that era.
1: Was this game made in the last 10 years?
2: No. Oh, yeah. Okay
0: this is the worst
1: so that cuts out <laughs> a lot of that right it cuts okay. out pillars it cuts out yeah. anything like steam based
3: so it was a it was a game that was downloaded and played on your computer but before
2: 20 2009 yeah but then like probably after it's not 16-bit so it's after 2000 it's a 2000s game. yeah 2000 2010 2009 unreal be- unreal tournament it's not, it's not a shooter, though. It's not a shooter. No, uh, not first-person shooter.
1: I was thinking maybe like a Flash game or something. Could it even be as weird as that? No, Damon wouldn't do that.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, he, he would not So Baldur's Gate and stuff is, is
3: like too early, and Pillars of Eternity and stuff is too late. Mm-hmm. It's not a shooter. Mm-hmm. Could be a platformer it's, or a it's racer. Even, or... It's even like even like StarCraft and stuff is too... Eh, it could be like World of Warcraft. could be like an MMO. So I mean. Star- World of Warcraft had like 12 discs. It, when I was very <laughs> disc-based. when it first launched. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, it's that the game type I think is the next question: either platformer, RTS, or something like that.
3: But is this a genre that is uh, like primarily associated with PC gaming? Is this like a PC gaming game genre that this game
2: is? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so, ten. Questions. So it's not a platformer. So it's not a platformer. Yeah. I would say it's probably MMO, RPG. RTS or Sims. RTS, could, right? Could be yeah. the Sims. Yeah.
1: I feel like that also is disc-based, though, yeah. right? You're right. Mm-hmm. I Prime. mean, there was a lot of those. Is games this a for... is this a strategy game?
0: Um, is this yeah. a real time strategy? game? There are, are RTS elements in this game. Hmm. Hmm. Could be could be Dota, but I wouldn't say that's like its primary. If you could, it's probably not its primary genre, but there are elements of that. In
1: this. Okay. 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 Okay.
3: Is this game primarily considered a multiplayer game? No.
2: What? Well. Would this be potentially considered a Sim-like game? Yes. Okay. So, like, maybe Civilization, SimCity, um, that era.
3: Yeah. The problem with Civ... It's not primarily multiplayer. Now I'm, like, metagaming, but Damon doesn't typically do, like, it's Civ 4. Like, generally, it gives us a little bit of a... (laughs) But, like, that would be the era, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, if it's not multiplayer, to me, that eliminates tons. You call it... Tons. It was a sim, right? Yes.
3: Uh, primarily... I mean, Civ has multiplayer, but, yeah. like, primarily single-player... Exactly. God like top-down. Sim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this
1: uh?
0: What is is Tom cheating. Yeah. No.
1: No, no,
3: no, no. <laughs> sorry. Is this... I'm
0: is this Tom could, just pulling his phone, and then... people
3: describe this as, like, it a, is this a peaceful game? Um...
2: I guess you yeah. should.
3: I
0: mean, I don't know. I don't wanna say there are definitely like moments of action and violence.
3: I would consider a game where you're building any kind of theme park or house or city a peaceful game.
0: Then I would say no. No, it's not a peaceful game. Not entirely. There okay. are certainly it's not it's not like it's not like uh <laughs> full on action. Yeah. Okay. But there are moments of combat. It could be black and white. Could be, you know, because so
2: hang on, Ooh, C- yeah. Civi- civilization, sim park, sim city. Yeah, it's uh, not any of those. It's not any of those. So, what other games could we say well, out loud? Black and white, and then ask the hack question. Uh, <laughs> or uh, when did Spore come out?
3: Yeah, it could be Spore. When did that come out though? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it probably that predate. Like, I joined IGN in 2011, and it was obviously a few years before that. So,
2: could be spore. What about was Lord of the Rings? Uh, wasn't it's not a, Lord of the Rings? No, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. What else was like a? Not a. Oh yeah, I guess no. Because
1: Tower Day. Defense I describe is not peaceful.
2: Hmm. Um, but do you do you?
3: Does this game have different time periods that
0: you sort of play your way through? Uh, hmm. I think so, but let's just, let's leave that a freebie because I don't really, I don't actually know. I
2: think so, but I can't say for sure. Have we asked and said enough games to ask the hack? No. No? Do you play as a god? Uh,
0: I think so. Yeah. Yes. I think this might be black and white. Well, yeah. I have actually an idea too. I think so. I'm going to give you a freebie on oh, that <laughs> one, too. I think the idea of that is yes, but I don't. I, I can't say for 100% certainty. So that's a freebie. Still at 14 questions.
1: Oh, man. I think I have an idea, but I don't want to say it. Wow. <laughs> uh, say
2: what you think it could be so we can ask the hack
1: Well, the, the thing that might fit in is something like Darwinia, which is an introversion game made in the UK. It's a strategy game. It has moments of action. You are a god, but it is not like... You're not a god. I
3: thought you were fighting computer viruses in
1: that Right. Game. Like, mm. you know, it's... I thought that was like a hack- hacker game. I don't know, man. It, that, that, that feels like S- the borderline of Simi and all those things. But you,
3: was this game developed in Europe? No.
1: Oh, okay. That's not 15. Dar- not Darwinian, not black and white. The where do, boss we, where do we stand? <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's happening? Wait, wait, 15 questions. Whoa, wait. <laughs> Where do we stand on Brexit in terms of is the UK Europe? How do we
2: define UK? That's a genuine, like I don't fight. like that. That's very stressful. You got five <laughs> questions to go. That's right. It's a new feature.
0: Maybe it's time for your hat question. What is it? I can't hear it. What is this music problem? Uh, I think it's also Shining Force. Okay. You can ask the hat question. Wait, uh,
1: wait, wait. I actually this is not a question I'm asking. Is is the UK considered Europe <laughs> and is part of yes. that question? It's still a part of Europe today. Okay, 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 okay. I'm just
2: trying to figure it out. Have we mentioned this game yet? Yes. Okay. Okay, so, so it's potentially that spore. I think or... it's probably spore. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Lean into a few more. Was spore this game questions? developed
3: by? Uh, by well, I know a whole team of people making. Is this game primarily associated with Will Wright? Yes.
0: yes. Is it you... spore? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Well. <laughs> Yeah, 2008. 2008 Maxis. 2008,
1: barely there. What's up? Barely on the date cut off there. What do oh, you mean? Yeah. oh, yeah, for the 10, ten years. years, yeah. yeah.
0: For the last yeah. Ten years. So, I would imagine you could still walk into a Best Buy and buy that game in a box yeah. in mm-hmm. 2008, I would probably guess. Yeah. Um, I I, would... Are you a god in that game? No. You're like create, I know you create your own sort of yeah, like god creature mode. You're yeah. not really a god. Okay. Yeah. The thing that You're a god
1: in the same way you're a god in
0: the Sims, which I is think... like it's not
1: really
3: Mm. Yeah. i think most people probably did play that game on an optical i think you were probably buying a mm. dvd
0: not not whatever. downloading it no they weren't not, ready not for not that yet. Hmm. yeah yeah um,
3: and i would say that you absolutely go through time periods in that game yeah i
0: don't i that's I never,
3: the, that's the game's whole conceit yeah i never you know, played that game you start as a single-celled organism and then you're like on land and then you have a civilization and then you go into space
2: mm. yeah I was so the N sixty four question and and then the PC was to it was a fifty fifty on that. I typically you don't usually pick PC questions. It's the reason why I go oh, let's go with N sixty four right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I
3: really I really like sport. But, that game is so hated. Yeah. Anyway. Is, it, is it hated? Yeah,
2: it was yeah. well received at the time. Yeah.
0: Well I
3: think we gave it like an eight five. Yeah, but it was one of those things where like there was a, definitely a critical disconnect hmm. b- between what what critics thought and what audiences thought. Mm. I don't know that game isn't widely like well regarded now yeah
1: it's the notorious yeah, one it, that but one of the or- earlier notorious games for promising more than it delivered yeah but yeah i, I maintain the first two that there's five generations of that game right mm-hmm. like it's five different games basically back to back the first two are really fun the middle two are kind of whatever and then the final one is space exploration like rules like flat out rules
3: the the, the cellular yeah the first and last one are really good yeah and then the second one is when you're on foot uh, the fourth one is the one that's sort of like a Civ clone. Yeah. What's the third
1: one? The third one is that but smaller. It's like you're doing like tribal like RTS oh, stuff. Yeah, the tribal so one's pretty dumb. Yeah, and then, it, <laughs> and then it evolves to cities where you're doing yeah. it on a planet scale. And the city one's not that great either. And both of those are really weak, but the the space stuff in the, the Pac-Man first version is really, really fun.
0: Yep. What's the spore that they made for DS?
1: Uh, they made like a Dungeon Crawley spinoff.
3: Yeah. Right? Huh, I
0: never played it. I don't anymore. remember what it's called though. Yeah, I don't know
3: The Creature Creator they also spun off as a thing in that room. Creature Creator is so good. The tech in that is amazing. Still to this day, Mm -hmm. you remember. So you would make a creature in that game, and then it would save a screenshot of your creature as a PNG, and that PNG was your creature. (laughs) Like the metadata, like it stored data inside the JPEG. That then you could give that JPEG to somebody else, and then they would have the creature inside that game. Still, eleven years later, that technology is amazing. And oh,
1: how many dick monsters were shared. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Naturally. Yeah. The only
0: kind of monster there was the internet.
1: I would love to go back and look at the the sharing mode for Spore oh, today and no. you see how much like how crazy it's gotten. Can you play Spore today? Is that yeah. still like online? So I think, so. It's on I think the servers wow. are still the like the somewhere pr- out there. Procedural
3: animation was so ahead was of amazing. its time. Yeah. Everything about I, I don't know. I man, I might download
0: and play some Spore. <laughs>
2: that happens. I just play California games. Yeah. So that yeah. was yeah. featured yeah. in the last episode. Um,
0: <laughs> lots of dick monsters in that game oh, too. Absolutely. Uh, what? thank you for the suggestion, <laughs> Tiz and Tallahassee Florida if you guys have your own uh, 20 questions suggestions email them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com that is all the scoops we have for this week we'll try to get back to filming uh, next week gotta remember to hit record on the camera (laughs) Uh, but thank you Tom thank you Justin thank you CJ thanks man my name is Damon this is IGN Gamescoop and we're out